Hey there, it's me, Nikki Astro Bowling from It's Going to Be Okay, the podcast where we embrace the journey, share uplifting stories, and explore real life tips while navigating the twists and turns, especially when it comes to living with depression and anxiety. I'm here to remind you that there's a community of support cheering you on. Life's road can be bumpy. Many of us face the challenges of managing our mental health, but fear not, because on this podcast, we're not just talking about the struggles, we're sharing practical advice, genuine experiences, and the stories of incredible individuals who have discovered their own path to resilience. So whether you're looking for a boost of motivation, seeking coping strategies, or wanting to connect with others who understand. Join me on this journey. Together, we'll laugh, learn, and find the strength to face whatever comes our way. This podcast is more than words. It's a lifeline of encouragement. Reminder that even in the darkest moments, it's going to be okay. So grab your favorite beverage. Settle in and let's dive into the heartwarming tales and valuable advice that makes life's journey a conquerable adventure. Thank you for tuning in and let's journey begin. Hey everybody, I decided to do a live stream today. Because, well, why not? (laughs) What the heck, why not? If you're not catching the live stream, that's okay. It's totally okay. Um, But, you know, I just felt like I needed to connect. So here I am. You can watch the replay or you can listen to it on Monday when I uh, posted as a podcast. So. Now, just a few disclaimers. I have my animals in here with me. So if the dog loses her mind and starts barking, my apologies. I She's she's getting old and she just needs feels like she's got to control everything around her. So, but um today's topic is a curious one and it's are you a Karen now if your name is Karen I'm not suggesting this is you I'm just saying are you acting like a Karen and why are you acting like a Karen and have you acted like a Karen I've acted like a Karen so many times in the past and um should we be acting like this And so I just wanted to talk about that, that um, attitude and what it is and why are we doing it? And is that behavior covering up a bigger problem? Because I believe it is. I believe it is. So, yes, I put a sweater on over my T-shirt. I've got all kinds of problems today. So. As you can see, I've got something bit the crap out of me earlier. And 
I was trying to cover it up, but it's not working anyway. So I looked up, so I looked up what is the definition of a Karen? And it's a term, it's a slang term that's been popularized, popularized on the internet to describe a stereotype of a demanding, entitled, and often rude woman, typically a middle-aged white woman. While it's essential to note that using stereotypes can be oversimplified and unfair, the term Karen has gained traction as a way to describe certain behavior. Humorously, um, some characteristics associated with the Karen stereotype include entitlement. So it's these women feel like they're entitled. A Karen is often perceived as feeling entitled to special treatment or privileges, may express dissatisfactions if things don't go their way. Uh, demanding behavior. A Karen is often portrayed as being assertive, demanding, and quick to complain, especially in customer service situations. Lack of self-awareness. The stereotype suggests that a Karen may be oblivious to their own behavior and its impact on others. Uh, manager seeking. This one surprised me. Um, a common meme associated with Karen is their tendency to ask for a manager to resolve issues, real or perceived. So... Um, complaining. A Karen, uh, Karens are often depicted as individuals who are quick to voice their dissatisfaction, often over trivial matters. <laughs> are you picturing yourself or someone you know in these situations? <laughs> I have. When I was working on this to, uh, the other day, I all kinds of people popped up in my head. <laughs> and none of their names were Karen. So condes the last one was condescending attitude. The term is sometimes associated with a condescending or superior attitude, especially towards service workers. So, um, so these are some of the things that I found when I researched this. And I'm just appalled that women would act this way in public. <laughs> so, <laughs> so why are women acting this way? Does anybody know? I mean, I could definitely, I have some thoughts of why they're acting this way. Um, definitely they're unhappy. Where's the rest of my paper? Where's the rest of my paper? So, um, anyway. So, I was talking to someone about this and, um, you know, I feel like a lot of these attitudes are, 
um, could be exhibited because they have their life is out of control. And what is something that happens to you when your life's out of control? You are in your in manic mode or you are in a, you know, manic mode is a sign of depression, especially a by if you ex, are in bipolar disorder, you know, you have episodes of manic or mania. So let me look that um, up real fast. So mania, mania is mental illness marked by periods of great excitement or euphoria, delusions, and overactivity. Um, many people suffering from mania, mania do not think anything is wrong. So a similar word to mania is derangement. Huh. So what some of those descriptions of a Karen would you think would be a mania episode? You know, entitlement, demanding behavior, condescending attitude. And, and so people think that if you're depressed, you're sad. You know, you don't have to be sad to be depressed. You know, you could be in, in a manic mode and be in a depressed state. So that's the thing about mental illness is that it has all kinds of bases to it. All different kinds of um, symptoms to it. And it's amazing that um, we... And, and that's the thing about, that's what I was talking to my son about the other day is that a lot of people who have some sort of mental illness or mood disorder or behavioral disorder is people that don't suffer from anything like that will look at someone with a disorder and think, well, why don't they just stop it? You know, because they think it's controllable. And a lot of times, you know, it can be controlled, but they have to have medication. They have to have talk therapy, behavioral therapy, you know, all kinds, you know, all of these, they have to have help with it. It's not something that you turn on and off in your head or, you know, in your mind or whatever. So that's why I wanted to talk about this because um, I just see a lot of and it's funny to me when I see, and I've, you know, seen lots of memes about Karens and, um, and I've laughed about them and everything, but when you actually sit down and think about it, there's an underlying problem in that situation. And they're in, they're in another, um, they're in another world that we don't even know what's going on with them. Um, there was one time I had a plate and, and my oldest son will tell you because he, 
um, he, I totally flipped out over those plates. Okay. So it was a smaller, it was like one of those, um, I can't think of the word. It's the thin plate Cornell, I think, or um, it don't even matter. But anyway, it's a small plate and it wasn't a big plate. I didn't want a big plate because when we were fixing dinner, like when I was teaching the boys to serve people their dinner on the plate so they would dish out everybody's food, they would load me up with like three times the amount of food. I don't need to eat that much food. So I had this smaller plate is for me and I couldn't find that plate. And I looked freaking everywhere. Well, I thought I looked everywhere and I got down to the last cabinet. And by that time I had lost my mind and I tore everything out of that cabinet. I mean, I was throwing out everything. And this was before I had decluttered. So I had three times the amount of stuff. And when you walked in the kitchen, everything was on the floor. And they're like, what in the world is wrong with you? Like, mom's lost her mind. Yeah, I lost my mind. I can't find my plate. One little plate. And so my oldest came in and he's like, mom, it's right here. And he pulls it out and he's like, here it is. And I'm like, you were hiding that from me because I was looking for it, you know. <laughs> I had worked myself into such a frenzy over something so small and someone else and everybody else on the outside looking in would have looked at me like she is a Karen. She's lost her freaking mind. She's went bonker. Lack of self-awareness. Number three, the stereotype suggests that a Karen may be oblivious to their own behavior and its impact on others. It stressed my husband out so much that I acted like that. But my kids were like, there goes mom again. She's losing her mind, you know, whatever. And so it's just, we, I mean, that is just an example. You know, one example of something so small that I totally flipped out over it. So if you're watching... And um, let me get to the comment section. So I'm on. Can't post comments to some destinations. Oh. If you're watching, um, you should be able to post a comment. I should be able to see it. Let me know who you are and where you're watching from. So because um, Streamer said they've up, they've updated a lot of things, but I've yet to test it for myself because this is the first time I've streamed live for a long time. So anyway, um, so I'd love to hear from you. But um, but anyway, so those are some of the things that. Um, and if you know a Karen, you know, um, let me know. You know what. Another quick example, and this is not me. This is a, a good person that I've, I've known for a long time. I love him dearly. We went out to eat and the dinner, they, the menu, it was a half pound chicken and a side with 
a roll. I think that was the what they ordered. And so it came on a big plate. And now when it came out, it looked like they did not get a half pound chicken. Okay. Um, what they got was two quarter pound, like chicken leg and thigh or something like that. And so they thought that they had gotten gypped or whatever. So they called when the waitress came by, they were mad. They were like, I wanted a half pound chicken. This is not what I got. And I was like, hey, actually you did. It doesn't look like that because they gave you two quarter pound ones. And they're like, but we were in a restaurant and they were very excited and raising their voice and their face was getting red. And I knew they were about to blow their stack in the restaurant. And I was like, how can I diffuse this situation fast? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, actually you did because it's two quarter pound chicken. It just looks like you didn't get what, you know, cause I, to me, I mean, I would expected one big piece, you know? And so um, anyway, so that, and they're like, oh, okay. That makes sense. Right. So anyway, oh, I can hear streets. I'm not going to mess with it right now. I'll deal with it in editing. But anyway, um, so have you been part, like, in a situation where someone you knew was about to pull a Karen, you know? It's very embarrassing, and I know I've embarrassed my kids. I know I have. And um, and I know my mom would just lose it in front of God and everybody. I don't know how many times. And <laughs> embarrassed the crap of all of us and, and everybody around her. Because she, she was not afraid to tell you what for right then and there. And so just some hard lessons. And, but now, but the good thing about it was we didn't have cell phones back then. So otherwise she would be on the internet right now. <laughs> the only time she gets on the internet now is when she's taking pictures with her kids and grandkids in happy situations. <laughs> so. So what can I, so what can you do if you are someone that loses your mind over these, you feel your heart racing, it's a situation that you are perceiving that is not exactly what you thought it should be. What can you do? First of all, take a deep breath, breathe in, breathe out. Okay. And like for me, a lot of times my mind is going so much faster than what is actually happening that I'm coming to a conclusion before I have all the facts and things are not happening like it's supposed to be. And so I definitely have to just 
say in my head, okay, Nikki, take a deep breath, slow down. It, it, it's not as bad as what you think it's going to be. Okay. So that was the first thing I'm going to do. And, and then I'm going to, I mean, and sometimes you are going to be right. There is something that needs to be addressed, but we don't need to come out with our boxing gloves on and, and ready to punch somebody out. Okay. There, there are ways to handle these situations without losing our, our mind. So before we go further, I want, I want to show my new um, promo. So just, so just hold fast. Let's see if we, I can add it without losing it here. Hopefully you can hear it. So I'll be back. Wonderful friend, are you ready to take a deep breath and open up about something that many of us face but often keep hidden? Yes, I'm talking about the challenges of depression and anxiety and the emotional roller coaster it can sometimes bring. Well, guess what? You're not alone, and there's a safe space waiting for you at It's Going to Be Okay. Can you picture a place where you can talk openly about the highs and lows of motherhood? A community that understands without judgment. I know that navigating the world of depression isn't always a picture-perfect journey. And that's why I am here to offer you support, guidance, and a listening ear. But it doesn't stop there. I am excited to introduce my free one-hour consultation, a chance for you to connect with a caring and compassionate coach who truly understands what you're going through. During this consultation, you'll get the opportunity to dive deep into your emotions, fears, and challenges in a judgment-free environment. My goal is to help you feel heard, understood, and empowered. Oh, and let's not forget about my free assessment test. Wondering how deep in that funk your feeling might be? Our assessment is designed to provide you with insights into your emotional well-being, specifically when it comes to your experiences with depression. This isn't about labeling or categorizing. It's about giving you a starting point on your journey toward emotional well-being. So here's what you need to do. Visit my website, www.nickiasherbowling.com to sign up for your free consultation and assessment test. Remember, taking this step is a sign of strength and self-care. It's time to prioritize your well-being and remind yourself that you're never alone on this path. Join me at It's Going To Be Okay as we embrace the messy, beautiful, and real moments of depression and anxiety. Let's navigate this journey together hand in hand. Don't hesitate. Take the first step towards support and healing today. Remember, dear friend, you are stronger than you think and your feelings are valid. I am here for you every step of the way. Visit my website, www.nickiasherbowling.com now to claim your free one-hour consultation and assessment test because at It's Going to Be Okay, together we'll find the light even in the darkest of moments. Thank you for tuning in and being a part of my beautiful community. Here's to embracing the unfiltered journey of depression and discovering the strength within us. Stay strong, stay hopeful, and remember, it's going to be okay.
I'm pretty proud of that little promo. I worked really hard on it. Um, and I'm not even a video editor. So, um, but yeah, I am offering a one hour uh, consultation and I have an assessment test that you can take. And it just kind of lets you know how deep in the funk you are. I mean, if you don't know, if you don't know you're in the funk, then you need to take it. So, and if you know you're in the funk, then you need to reach out to me and be like, Nikki, I need your help. So there you go. Right. Um, so anyway, it's free and it doesn't hurt. It's not painful. And I, I know how hard it is to reach out to someone and ask for help because in 2019, in the beginning of 2020, I was in the same boat and I was freaking scared out of my mind, like seriously. And I, I knew I needed help. And the thing of it was, it wasn't like, um, so I knew I needed help. Right. But the thing of it was, I was like, nobody can help me. I'm just, I'm just lost. And um, it, it's just not going to work. <laughs> that was, that was my, you know, that's what I was thinking. Like, there's nothing that anybody can do. I've been taking medicine and medicine barely helps. You know, what else can, what else can we do? You know, I mean, I can talk about my feelings. Yeah. But I felt like in that moment that nothing was, was, you know, working at all. And, um, however, I did reach out for help with a coach and, um, and little by little, I started doing little things and, excuse me, and I want you to know, <laughs> there were times that I felt like I'm just starting over. Every time I slide back into my depressed state, I would just start over. I would start over with my steps and until finally, one day I was like, you know what? I actually feel pretty good. <laughs> so, um, and now, and, and I want to help other people. So if you're someone that feels like you, you need to reach out to me and I, and you feel that nudge and you're not reaching out to me, then you are robbing me of my blessing and shame on you. <laughs> Because I have been praying and asking God to send someone my way. And I know he's been talking to some people and you're not listening. And God's been talking to you too the, and to reach out to me. And he's been nudging you and you're not listening. So you're robbing me of my blessing, folks. <laughs> anyway, we'll get off that soapbox. But it's there if you need it. It's a free one hour consultation. And trust me, it's, it's really helpful. I, I still talk to my, I still meet with my coach and, um, 
I have achieved so much since then. If someone had told me that, I mean, I thought having a life coach was just a bunch of hogwash. <laughs> but now that since I've had one since 2020, I would not, I would not get rid of her for the world. So I love her to pieces, but anywho, so we're going to move on. We're going to talk about Karen's and how Karen's are just ruining people's lives and Karen's need help. So if you need a Karen or if you are a Karen, we're talking about you today and we are talking about you needing help and what causes you to lose your mind in public. <laughs> so what causes that burning desire, that burning flame in your stomach to rush up and come blowing out of your mouth like a dragon <laughs> and scaring the poop out of people? <laughs> no, but seriously. Um, so before the promo break, um, before you feel that burning rush of fire come burning, rushing up through your belly and up through your esophagus and come scorching through your throat, out your mouth, take a deep breath and calm down. So one of the things that, um, that comes along with my depression is anxiety. And so I think that is probably uh, something that you, that a Karen would have is anxiety that comes along with that. And so now one of the things I describe my anxiety with, I felt like I had a Indy 500 racetrack in my head and all the cars before they like at the beginning when they start going are in my head and they're going, 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 going. That's what I felt like. And so when I'm in a situation and I'm overstimulated and I don't know what to do with the things that are happening to me at that time, then I, that's when I would explode. Okay. And I would just like things get out of hand. Um, I can handle so much, right? There was a time when, um, when my ex-husband and I, he would, um, we had spent a day out with our, we only had the two boys at the time. I think Oliver was, he was walking. So I think he was two maybe three. And we had Winston, Winston, we had in a uh, stroller. And so we had went to the Salem mall over in Dayton. That was one of our things that, well, he liked to go there. I didn't like to go there because um, I liked to go there with him, but I didn't like to go there because crowds overwhelmed me. And However, when I was married, I, I did not, just thinking about it, I didn't tell him how much crowds overwhelmed me. So, um, 
he wanted to go. I, I wanted to spend a day together with him, with the family, as a family. And that was something that we didn't get to do that much. So, and he wanted to go over there. So we went over there. We spent a, almost a whole day over there. And we took the boys to like the toy stores and he went, he liked to go to the record stores because they still had, um, they didn't have records then, but they still had um, CDs and DVDs and stuff like that. So anyway, we had spent almost a whole day over there and on the way back, something had happened and we kind of got into an not an argument, but something to where he was talking to me and was telling me that I, things that I needed to work on. Okay. And now anyone who knows my ex-husband knows he likes to explain a lot and then re-explain and then explain some more. So the ride from the, the mall to our house was over an hour. So he had talked the whole way back. And by the time I got back to the house, the whole day I was stressed out from being around the crowds all day long. And then, and then him, I felt like he was berating me and everything. And he he really wasn't, but it was just his way of explaining his, what he want, he expected from me. And, um, and instead I, you know, me saying, okay, I, I understand, but I need a moment of quiet in my head because being at the mall stressed me out. I didn't say any of that. I just was quiet and listen so that he could get it out. By the time I got to the house, I was like, you need to shut up. I can't take this anymore. And he looked at me like his mouth fell open because I didn't talk like that to him. And he was like, <laughs> and I ran out of the car. I left him and the two boys in there. And I ran in the house and locked myself in the bathroom. And <laughs> I was crying, you know, because I was just so stressed and overwhelmed. <laughs> he was like, I can't. So that was what young Nikki was like, you know, like there's something wrong with her. She needs to learn how to use her voice. <laughs> and he gets the kids in the house and he's like, are you okay? <laughs> and I'm like, well, I am now, but I was feeling a little, uh, <laughs> you know, stress from the whole day. And then you just, over and over and over. It's like you explained the same thing over and over and over. And I, I, I just was overwhelmed, you know. And anyway, we worked everything out. But I was like, <sighs> yeah. So, so I know how people feel in those situations. Because I've been in those situations. And... I have felt that way in a situation when I'm driving in the car and I've really had to work on my driving because 
if I got behind someone that I thought was being too slow or they were driving stupid and wasn't driving the way I thought, I would try to evil can evil around them and <laughs> and I'm screaming at him and <laughs> it's a miracle that someone hasn't like ran me off the road trying to kill me because I've done something stupid. So anyway, I this is very important. I know I'm laughing about situations and stuff, but if you are someone who reacts in this way, you need to take a deep breath, okay, before the Karen busts out and scares the crap out of somebody because it's hurting you more than it's, I mean, you're hurting everybody, but it's hurting you and you don't want to be that person because what's going to happen is people are not going to come around you. They're going to be scared to death and you've got an underlying issue that needs addressed. You're unhappy. And if you're saying you're not unhappy, you're a lying sack of doo-doo, okay? Because I know better. And if you're saying that to save face, then shame on you. There's nothing wrong. I mean, there's nothing wrong with admitting the truth. All right. And there's nothing wrong with and Like I said, if there's things you need to address, there's a right way to address it. And you don't need to. You don't need to ask for the manager every time. A lot of these people know what they can and can't do for. The restaurant. Okay. Trust me, they're going to give you another large fry if they can. And I'm not going to lose a night's sleep over, I, you know, I didn't get a large fry or something. It's not worth it. It's not worth it anymore. I used to lose my crap over stuff like that. And I'm not going to do it anymore. So I'm not going to run into the chicken place and be like, you shorter me a chicken wing. Give me my chicken wing. You know, it's it's not worth it. Just this one time, someone's going to be sure a chicken. Okay? How about someone split a biscuit or something? You know, it'll be all right. You can call and say, hey, just for the sake of quality control, we were shorted a chicken wing, okay? Maybe they have someone new in the back. Maybe someone doesn't know how to count chicken, all right? So you don't know what people are going through. Calm the crap down. And condescending attitudes, there's no reason for that at all. Okay, now that ain't got to be with no mental disorder at all. So if you're acting like you're entitled and you're condescending, then you need to stop it because that is ridiculous. We all put our pants on the same way. We all sit on the toilet 
and drop our turds in the toilet the same way. So y'all need to get over yourself about that. I'm sorry, but I don't like that. I don't like when people treat others that way. That's not nice. You can treat people nice, especially those that have less than you. Sorry about that. That's just that's just one of those things that just irks me. So if you're blessed to have more than somebody else, then you thank God that you've got more than somebody else. But you don't treat other people that are beneath, you know, that don't treat them like beneath you. That that makes me so mad. <sighs> okay. <laughs> I think I better get off here. <laughs> I think I said too much already. <laughs> All right, people. So I hope everyone had a wonderful Christmas. <laughs> And a happy new year. So, um, but I just felt like this is um, something important that we needed to talk about. Because why do people act like this? Well, there's reasons why they act like this. You know, and, um, and a lot of it is because they've got something more going on inside of them that we, that we can understand. So, um, anyway, so if you know a Karen, you know, try and reach out and help them, ask them if they bite your head off, just tell them to chill out. Just tell them to try to help you. Jeez, get off of yourself, you know? Um, anyway, now I am going to start now last, spring I did another I did like a little series I'm going to do that again this year um, because it's I mean it's the beginning of a new year 2024 dear lord um, now and I'm, I want to do it now because they are close to getting my bathroom done I'm so excited people um it's been a challenge. I wanted to go turn into a Karen several times over the bathroom, but it wasn't going to get done any faster. So, but anyway, they're putting the wall tile up now. And then they're supposed to be putting the floor tile down Monday or Tuesday, I think. And so our house is like, like I've said, it's was built in 1890. So it's been a challenge getting everything leveled. And so I really appreciate them taking, you know, the time to make sure everything's square. <laughs> and um, our, it's a small bathroom. And so I've, what I've tried to do is limit what's in there, but like maximize our space as much. And, um, and I've tried, I don't know what I've tried to do. <laughs> I had a vision and the vision is coming 
it's coming together. And um, I, I was going for like a Victorian Art Deco mashup because the house is 1890. And that was the turn of the century, you know, where there was a Victorian style. And then in the 1900, 1920s is when the Art Deco's um, came, whatever you want to call it. Anyway, so um, I really don't care anymore. It's new. So, but I love my tub. It's a deep soaking tub and it, it fit. And um, I mean, when you soak in a tub, it just soaks all the angst out of you. It soaks all the anxiety out of you. It soaks all the bleh out of you. So if you hadn't had a bath in a long time, I highly suggest that you do that. Okay. Anyway, so I'm going to end with that, but I will see you next week. And, um, I love you all, and I hope you have a wonderful weekend. So, bye.